Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, yes, it is podcast time with a Jerry Recco following Rutgers around. It's an Eddie cast today. The Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Oh, hello, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Hello, podcast people indeed. I was thinking uh, yesterday I was, I was walking my dog around a couple different things about brains, and I thought, well, this might be something interesting to ask Eddie. Okay. Uh, first, well, I was thinking like, the human brain and the dog brain, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, bird brains and and all these different things. A- and why do you, f- like, we don't know, I'm surprised we don't know as much about the human brain as we should at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, we know a lot about a lot of things, right? Yes. We know uh, certain uh, anxieties and mental illnesses, how to medicate people based on how the medicine will hit the particular parts of the brain. And yet we still say that humans only use 10% of their brain. Right. You which think is, that's true? Yes. And what are we doing with it? Why would we get a brain that has 90% more capacity that we're not using? And when I, I think... Why would they, Jesus give us that, Eddie? Well, that's another story. But uh, I think when they say that, um, I don't think they mean the sort of automatic parts of the brain that control this or that, although they may. I'm not a neuroscientist. You're I not? Think, what are you doing I here, think then? I think they're talking about, like, the cognitive ability. All right. And when they... And, again, I don't know how they come up with this uh, statistic. Uh, I guess they just look at the brains of people after they're dead, as Boomer once famously said in a drop that I have probably only used twice um they they look at the different amounts of i guess uh like activity curves yeah like the curves in the cognitive area of the brain and in people like einstein um or geniuses there's like more folds or something more curvy areas or something so and they estimated that like he only used maybe 
of that ability. But if we could unlock that, that might be uh, amazing or it could be catastrophic if uh, suddenly... If we just go nuts with the other Yeah, it could be like, you know, maybe like in some of the science fiction movies that you, uh, that I've seen, you know, this power of the brain is unleashed and they can control things and objects and people and it just leads to bad things. So maybe better for mankind that we only use 10% of our cognitive function. Yeah, uh, like ultimate power. So they don't mean like if I were to look at a brain... That 90% of it you could chop off and not use and still function. No, no. They're just saying within that brain, right. we're, and, the power that's in there, we're only using uh, 10% right. and, of and the I thing. And I believe that's what separates us from the lower animals, if you will, um, that are the area of like cognitive ability yeah, and self-awareness and whatever consciousness is, is larger in us than in you know, reptiles. So does my dog only use 10% of her brain? I would say no. I, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I would, or maybe it's the same for all animals, like the little part of the brain that's cognitive. Because there is something going on with dogs. There's recognition. There's emotion, even though some people say there isn't. But we know as dog owners that there yeah. is. Yes. Um, you know, they can understand human speech, which is pretty cool. They can understand human body language and facial expressions and tone of voice and all those things, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, most of the time um, with my dog alone at home. Yes. Uh, and then other times Gina's over there. And if Gina and I get into an argument, like I don't like to argue in front mm-hmm. of the dog. Not that she's ever given any indication that she's upset or knows there's arguing. I just have heard that dogs know when people are mad or sad or happy or all these things. And I don't want to upset the dog. Right. And, and, you know, and, and people say, I, I, you know, don't get angry or whatever, but of course I do. Like if you, you know, you hit your foot on something or, you know, my, my, pump malfunctions you at yell like your time. famous curse word and, yeah and i'll you know and i'll 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 yell out and then quail especially my oldest one she's very sensitive to that she goes and she'll hide and she'll really? tuck her tail she does not oh, like i hate it. that yeah it's sad so i try yeah. to not uh display anger and uh, you know that momentary just anger at something stupid uh, i try to you know, keep that in because I know she gets very upset. You or feel like this happened to me the other day. I swung around and I didn't know the dog was behind me. I hit her right in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And she, again, she didn't react like I did it on purpose, right. but you don't know. Like, do their brains know that I bumped into her by accident? Yeah. I, I, I would think, and at some level, yes, because, you know, you're not yelling or yeah. she didn't do any bad behavior. Plus, then I, then I pet her very like, nicely. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's weird how we, sometimes I think we impart too much personality and consciousness to the dogs. Yes, but. that's what I, that was the main thing I was realizing as I was thinking about, about asking you about this. This idea that like, what is the line? Like, we're we're um, taking our brains and assuming things mm-hmm. about the dog, but the dog's brain may not have right. 
any of that ability, but we see other abilities that their brain does have. Mm -hmm. They're happy when we come home. They're happy when we say, do you want to go for a walk? Um, So they do know some of our communication to them. Right. You know? Right. Other things, too, they'll learn, like dumb things, like like she will know. She still knows it doesn't know her name. But if I'm walking with a poop bag back to the house and I say, we have to throw this out, she knows to go that we're going towards the back mm-hmm. in the dumpster and then back out. Right. Anything that's a routine that's, that's you know, you, that you repeat, they will definitely pick up on. Pick up on. Like, she, uh, my dogs know where our street is. Yeah. You know, and they know, okay, this is home. And they just, there's just little things that they, they pick up on, but probably not as much as we assume. Yes. Like that far side cartoon where, you know, this woman is explaining this long thing to her cat, Ginger, and it's, you know, then underneath it's like what they hear, blah, 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 Ginger, <laughs> blah, blah, Ginger, <laughs> you know. So it's probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and then birds really bizarre to me so a bird's brain has to like people will even insult mm-hmm. others and say we're used to being insult. you have a bird brain mm-hmm. but there are birds like the african gray that can speak all of these different words right but again they're not understanding the words correct they're and just mimicking sounds right you now they may pick up on cracker or whatever that is a treat or something yeah. i don't even know if they do that i know dogs know that or yes you know cookie or treat or whatever word people use like so if you go classic polly want a cracker you want to know if polly understands that cracker means i'm getting this crunchy treat no one of our our uh sales uh gals vicky she has a talking bird yes and she will sometimes she'll play me videos and you kind of think like maybe there is something a little more going on because of the almost the comedic timing the bird seems to have. Yeah. But again, we could just be making that up in our and own. She heads. has a macaw, I think. I'm not sure what it is. Oh, it's a very it's, large parrot yeah. looking. I don't know if it's a minor bird or bird. I don't know what. I think she takes a shower with that bird sometimes. Uh, possibly. Like I think it goes I think it has a perch and she is like a, a a big walk-in shower. I remember seeing a picture of this bird in a shower. And I think the the bird will antagonize their dog also oh is that right so i don't know what's going on there right does it know it's antagonizing the dog yeah i think so and the dog is not the kind of dog that would just be like you know chomp and see you later yeah like and two of my dogs the two labradors would not be you know aggressive but my little my other guy my terrier he would kill he would eat the yeah bird if it was pissing him off he, he all no even not do we just <laughs> go for it that's what they were bred for yeah and unfortunately two years ago during the fledging season for robins mid-may he got two of them in our backyard at two, the same time no oh, okay. but over the course of the 10 days when the robins are fledging what's that mean fledging uh, learning to fly oh okay oh no and so they're on the ground he, yeah like two little <laughs> ones got in and it was it was quick, I tell you that. They landed in the wrong backyard. Yeah, yeah. So during those those two weeks, like uh, last year, we were very attentive. We would go out first and make sure there were no... Oh, that was nice of you. Yeah, well, it's it's sad, you know, if it, that happens, you know. You know, you don't... But now they know, like, 
they the adult birds, if there are any in the yard, as soon as they hear that door, he bolts out. They're they're gone. They know better. And rabbits too. Uh, they they although sometimes they're a little dumber than the birds it seems, but they get away. Squirrels get away. Yeah, squirrels are very quick. But that he would kill any of them if he whatever got them. he got. And I think unless he was we got a you know a cat introduced to him at a young age I, I i don't think we could have a cat in the household with this particular dog they say some of the dogs they act differently towards small animals if it's in the house it's different than if it was yes even if it even as, as somebody I, I was reading on one of the greyhound pages on facebook that somebody had a dog that had this uh, small animal, I don't know if it was a rabbit or a guinea pig or something, in the house with mm-hmm. the dog for years. And it, it was everything was fine. But the minute it got out in the yard, it was like a different story. Yeah, yeah. Right in the house, it's part of the family. Yeah, outside. And it's under my protection. But yeah. Then outside the house, it's a wild animal. Yeah. Yeah, Let's I, get I, it. Yeah I, yeah, I don't think Raymond would, I don't think he would differentiate. Though it's weird, like in the animal kingdom, we find it acceptable when an animal either kills another animal, not not even for um, for food, if it was like a, a lion killing a lion, right? Or a lion kills their cubs. Like that's like, oh, that's the, that's the cruelty of nature. But if a human kills their babies, mm-hmm. yeah. we, we have no, we don't go, oh, it's nature. No, well, because we have evolved a, a society with laws and morals and all of that. But, um, yeah, there's very few animal species that will murder. I think there are some uh, bands or tribes, I don't know what they're called, of, of chimpanzees who have murdered. Um, Not for food or protection, correct. just to randomly murder? Yeah, like on raids, like a rival gang. But even that, it wasn't necessarily just territorial. And they may have even like murdered like some of their own group. There, there are documentation about chimpanzees committing murder. Serial killer chimpanzees. So, and because they're, they're our closest relative, I yeah. think we share, I think... 98% of DNA. With uh, chimpanzees? Yes. That's our closest. If you look at the evolution of of man, yeah, that was the last split. Um, and then, you know, I think they're, I think the family, I think there, there's different, you know, we used to learn, you know, kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. Yeah. And there's a lot more subdivisions now. Clade is one and super this and that. But, you know, it's a little confusing now. But there was a split, I think, I forget how many million years ago, um, from the chimpanzees and us. And then they developed into the modern chimpanzees. And then we developed, it was like Australopithecus. Uh, and then the hominid lines, all of which are extinct, except for us. We're the only, I think, uh, species homo left is us. So, and not that old, about, I think, 300,000 years is the the greatest estimate of how old modern 
man is, I think. You'd like to say uh, the boomer is boomer and the rest of us are hominids. Yeah, well, the, we're the lower hominids. Although on lower the old hominids. chart I used to have up, Craig was the homo sapien. Boomer was Neanderthal. Oh, so he was next level down well, in but radio. There's, but there's been debate about Neanderthals and, you know, they they did go extinct, but it was a lot of interbreeding and there's many theories that they were just as smart and capable of developing, but it was just that there were more Homo sapiens than Homo neanderthalus or whatever it is. I forget exactly what it's called, but there was a lot of interbreeding. And then there was this Homo denovician and some other line that were basically us and there was interbreeding. So there were a couple of different of the later species of Homo that all sort of interbred, and we still have Neanderthal DNA. We still have uh, that uh, Denovician DNA, especially the people in like uh, Oceania, Southeast Asia. You know, when I did my twenty three me, I have uh, Neanderthal DNA mm-hmm. more than whatever percent. Like oh, I was higher up, uh, and I'm, I'm probably mostly Neanderthal. Yeah, well, because that was, and I think they existed as a separate species until about maybe 12,000 years ago in Europe. So, Do you think the chimpanzees know we're a more evolved version of them, or do their brains not allow that? No, no, I don't think they know. I think they maybe recognize us as superior to them. Superior, you know, and a possible predator. Yeah. Um, But, no, they haven't thought it out like we have. So chimpanzees and gorillas are different. Yes, that split, I forget when that. But we're more like a chimpanzee than I would feel like we're more like a gorilla. Yeah, no, it's they're our closest relative. So could Erica's a very silly question. Could a chimpanzee, could we take a chimpanzee's sperm and made it with a human egg? And uh, in I, a lab. I'm going to say absolutely have not. Have a monkey baby. Yeah, I'm going to say no, absolutely oh. not. I we would have done that already, probably. Uh, somebody probably tried, yeah. <laughs> um, but on, on some website, fetish website, other. But uh, no, I'm going to say no. I think it's too too much water under the bridge in, in terms of evolution to make it a viable um, embryo. You know, I don't think that could happen. Was Planet of the Apes... Uh, human and apes mating, or they were a different. What, no. what were Planet of the Apes supposed to be? Well, they were they were evolved. Um, if evolved you go, apes, e- yes, into the, human human like. Well, they you know well, and given enough time, and if it wasn't you know if they had you know they chimpanzees and us have the same like vocal cords. That's why you know they could possibly have speech. I believe. Um, and, but they, they, in the story, it was that they just evolved and got smarter, which, you know, given enough time that could happen, especially if men were wiped out and there was enough of them left over to evolve and do like, things. It's our turn to become right. top so of the there, And there were three classes. There were the chimpanzees, there were the orangutans, and there were the gorillas. And the orangutans were, if you remember, Dr. Zayas. They were the leaders and the you know ran the show. Then the chimpanzees were like the uh, scientists and the 
doctors, that sort of thing. And the, the guerrillas were, and this is probably a stereotype, they were the warriors, you know. Um, so that was the three classes in the Planet of the Apes story. I see. And if, like, it's the Planet of the Apes beneath the Planet of the Apes, escape from the Planet of the Apes, then battle for and conquest of. I get mixed up which one was four and five, and they got progressively lamer. <laughs> but when you went back, when they did the escape from, and they went back in time because they found the, sh- the second ship, blah, 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 blah. Too involved, right? Fast and loose with the science and the, you know, the reality of it. But then uh, Cornelius and Zira gave birth to a smarter chimpanzee because when they were back in time to 1973 and then the people wanted to kill it and kill them which they did but before that happened they switched the baby and gave it to ricardo montalban who was playing this circus <laughs> leader and then that is the one who grew up and sort of um taught the apes how to talk and then ultimately rebel and take over I didn't know the chimpanzees were that close to us. Yeah. Of yep. of all of the monkey species. Yeah. And if you look at all the life on Earth, there's a lot of shared DNA. I don't know the percentages, but, you know, if you look at other primates, they're like we're in the 90s in terms of shared, like gorillas might be 95% shared DNA. But all life on Earth is very related for sure. I also think, too, like not just like our human brains, how we're only using 10% of it, but just how the human body, all the interconnected, the nervous system, mm-hmm. like how all of that gets developed from a sperm and an egg, right? And how it all then comes together. Well, that's all the DNA coding. You know, all the information for us or for any animal is all in the in the DNA. So... All those genes, that's all the coding that makes us. Hmm. But yeah, it's a wild, that's why there's the still a strong belief in God or a creator. Because people say, how can this happen? This is just too, and they use the human eye as a big, that's a big um, talking point for intelligent design which is like a, a scientific way of saying that I believe in God um, because how could this evolve? It doesn't make any sense. How does it work? But if you look at evolution, you know, and you look at it's been billions of years that life has existed. And for the first, you know, they theorize it maybe happened within a, a half a billion years of the Earth's formation that there was the first single-celled or even maybe replicating molecules that led to the first cells. And then there was nothing but single cells for a long time, maybe 2 billion years. And then it was, you know, there was a differentiation between how cells reproduce and there was sexual reproduction. And then that led to the whole mutations and DNA and everything. And it just, then it, sort of then it was multicellular life and then after that then it just there was a switch and it just went boom and then man walked out of the sea (laughs) well from a tadpole yeah yeah kind of but yeah but that itself again for the earth is 4.5 billion years old and our species is 
at the high end 300,000 years old. So, yeah. So what was here before us? Aliens. Ancient well, they, aliens. that's the whole panspermia theory. That we panspermia. But, you know, is, is that how we came to be? But who the hell knows? Yeah. It's just so strange, like, how complicated the inner workings of the human body is. Yeah, and again, because it's hard to understand, and that's one of the reasons why people have a belief in, in God is because they, it is so amazing and complex. But given enough time, you know, a lot of weird and wonderful things can evolve. But a dog's uh, inside, same thing. They got a lot going on there. Yeah, and very similar. You know, there's very, like... You know, talk about shared DNA. There's shared treatments, you know, that drugs, the same drugs that we can take, that a dog can take. You know, there are some that are dog only or some that are people only, but there's a lot of... Yeah, me and my dog both take Pepsid. Yeah. Acid yeah. reducer. Right. When I hear her stomach sounding like uh, fireworks, I'm like, oh, yeah, got to get her some Pepsid. And when the dogs have uh, diarrhea, Imodium. Oh, yeah. Imodium, right. Yep. And... Works. It does work. Works for us. Works for them. Sometimes uh, after it works, it works too good for a Yeah, couple. you get a little uh, a backed lot of up. backing up, and I'm like, when's this dog going to go to the bathroom? Yeah. yeah. That's why son, if it's not too bad, like the first one, I'll, I may I may mix rice in to the... to the. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, before you go to the, the heavier caliber weapon. Yeah. Try to bind them up with rice. Yeah, which works. That's using more than 10% of your brain, Eddie. <laughs> well, I, I learned that yeah. from others who had the experience. Right. And that's the other great thing about humans and their brains, that we have all this knowledge. It used to be passed down just orally, and then it was written, and now it's digital. <laughs> so, you know, that's, we can, the the stored knowledge of humanity is, is a wonderful thing to have. And right. now... In this day and age, it's at everybody's fingertips. And now we have so much information, we don't know what to trust. Yes. Let's leave it there for today. All right. You'll be back tomorrow? Sure. I have a whole nother topic Nucle set up for nuclear tomorrow. Nuclear war? I thought I heard you talking about with that Jerry in one of the podcasts last week. Uh, like, no. What happens when... Oh, yeah. Jerry was worried about nuclear war. Mm. And you, you had seemed like you were also a little yeah. concerned. Especially China may get involved and... That we don't you need. You know, they, they, Russia moves against a NATO ally. Oof, wow. Yeah, I don't like to think about that stuff. The, uh, right? Yeah. No, because if it, you know. I just want to watch my 90-day fiance yeah. and eat my chicken. Yeah. yeah live yeah. my life. Yeah, if it goes down, you won't even have 90 days. No. Uh, yeah. Better yeah. off to, you know, find a cyanide pill or something. <laughs> All right, I'm going to look All for right. one of those. I, I did the warm-up program with Mr. CeeLo. It'll mm -hmm. be the same thing tomorrow. CeeLo tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. uh, Eddie with the post-game podcast tomorrow. Until then, see you. So Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center, 
Banner anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The Fan is your station. We want to hear from you. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Yeah, 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 warm-up show. Oh, hi, my name is Al. Jerry Recco is getting ready for Men's Madness. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, already in Dayton, Ohio, preparing for tomorrow night's game for Rutgers against Notre Dame. So Mr. CeeLo joins me. Good morning, CeeLo. What up, Al? How we doing? Whoa, yo, yo. Why did Andrew Bogus say men's madness? I, I haven't the foggiest, but he's in the building, so we could ask him. We're Maybe during to, the break. We're allowed, we're, you're allowed to say March Madness. You just I, you know can't what? pair it with, uh, like, an advertiser couldn't right. if they're not an official sponsor. We're yeah. allowed to say March Madness. We're allowed to say Super Bowl. We're allowed to say those things. I suppose, as Eddie pointed out in my ear, as yeah. I was asking him before we opened the uh, warm-up show here, perhaps trying to differentiate between when the women's tournament begins would be my guess. Or Eddie's guess, and I agree with his... I concur with Eddie's guess. Who do you have in your women's bracket to... (laughs) I don't even have a men's bracket right now. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) I don't have any brackets. I'd have just as good a guess at the women's uh, championship. Other than I feel like Connecticut is always in there. I would You know, they're actually not the favorite this year. So if you're looking for a good good value female bet or women's tournament bet. Definitely looking for that. UConn, because their best player missed a lot of time from blanking on her name at the moment. But she missed a lot of time with injury. There you go. See, Eddie's all over it. He knows the UConn women's roster. (laughs) Of course he does. She had a knee injury. She missed a lot of time. So it was not a dominant regular season the way it normally is for Gina Oriema's club team. So if you're looking for some value, maybe you throw down a little scratch on the Lady Huskies to win the NCAA right. tournament. If uh, if someone around here doesn't do a ladies' uh, bracket, I'm calling sexism. Well, maybe we, I mean, I will... you guys are going to get the men's bracket up here behind well, the boys, right? Maybe if you get we don't the ladies' do both, bracket as well. If we don't do both, I'm going to HR. All right. Just uh, as soon as I – first of all, I need to find out where HR is. As soon as I find that out, yes. I am going to march my way over there. Good point. And I'm going to say, well, not only are we doing illegal brackets, we're doing only illegal men's brackets. And I will not. I won't stand you for You will it. not stand for that. I don't stand for that no. sort of thing, CeeLo. Uh, you just got back from Disney. Yes, sir. What'd that cost you? <laughs> a lot of money. A lot of cash. <laughs> My wife's money more realistically. She you charge the that? Thing. So then, like, the bills show up a month later where Actually, you already had your enjoyment. You the, go, what the, the hell is The this? nice thing, out is we had paid for a lot of it before we even oh, went. smart. So that does make it feel a little better as you're going through the process. Of course, there's charges you incur down there, you know, food and beverage, uh, souvenirs, things of that nature. Uh, but they make it very easy for you to get the magic band you wear on your wrist, like yeah. a watch, and you just tap that thing left and right. It's, yeah, it's, it's like no fake money. And then, right, exactly. And then at the end of the trip, you take a look at the final bill, and it's like, wait, what now? It's like when you go on a cruise. Yes. You know, I'll have a drink of the it's, day. Sure. They make it easy for you in the moment. Yes. And then you get knocked over the head with the hammer on Absolutely. the back. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the best way to do a vacation is like first you buy your airfare. Yes. And you make sure, way. yeah, you make sure that's on your credit card for one month. Then you booked a hotel yeah. 
when that credit card shows up on the it's other like one. Space and, it's like yeah, space it out. the signing bonus in the NFL. You spread that bad boy across five years, you're good to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Then when you go on the vacation, you charge stuff, and that shows up a month later. Yeah. So it's like, you know, of course you have bills for three months instead so of the spread one it shot. Out, though. But you spread it out. Instead of all in one shot. I was listening to Sal and uh, some callers calling in about being paper boys uh, okay. when they were younger. But, sure. but uh, although, no, they were talking about like men now doing being paper boys. Like the men who what what papers is the call I don't know come on I don't know what who's being a paper boy anymore but it did remind me like I was a paper boy when I was uh, younger for I how did, long a uh, number of years I lasted one day on one that day job. yep one day he's lazy yeah <laughs> I the best part is what happened it wasn't even on the bike like I was in high school I think it was the last day we're going into the summer and I picked up there's local paper you know one of these county papers yeah. or whatever. And my mom came, picked me up at school with the car, car loaded with the papers already because I had to get this done like right after school let out. And we had at the time, it was like a 1994 Honda Accord. And, and when I tell you the papers were like overflowing out of the car and it took us the rest of the day. It went on and on. And it was exhausting. But I called the woman at the end. I'm like, listen, this is not for me. This is not for out. me. One day. See you later. I uh, I uh, delivered the News Tribune, which was an afternoon paper in uh, New Jersey. Yes, I had, this was the news transcript down in uh, Monmouth County area. I only had, though, like 30 customers. That's a little easier than afternoon, hundreds. Yeah, yeah, afternoon newspaper, but, you know, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did a Sunday paper. They're lazy. I don't think. Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, they didn't do a Sunday paper. And it's I delivered the paper. Staten Island Advance. Staten Island Advance, yeah. Yeah, from the age of. 11 until I graduated high school. So he lasted a little longer than you and I did. Yeah, you know what? I think I did it from uh, 12 until probably sophomore, uh, junior right, so high school. Yeah, I did not well. extended run Only as well. 30 per day. Though. I know. Not bad. I know. So you're on your bike. 200. 200? You're on, you weren't on your bike then. No, shopping cart. Shopping. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the, walking around with the shopping cart yeah. in Staten Island? Oh well, on, on Wednesdays oh. and Sundays, which were the the big insert days, yeah. I had to use the shopping cart. Wow. Yeah. See, we didn't and have get it. your advance here. On the other days, Saturday especially, I could actually put them on the shoulder bag, which was heavy. When oh you sure, like Santa. Oh, yeah. Saturday was right a thin paper. Yep. A very thin pit. Would thin you have paper. to collect yourself? Yes. Me too. Whew. Oh, my God. People are such deadbeats. What was great is if somebody owed like five weeks of papers uh, and you finally got them, you got a nice wad of cash. Yeah, but it yeah. wasn't great because it's like, uh, you know. Right. You were having to put out the money until they paid up. Well, yeah. Like that concept currently, how did you, it's like, why would you ever have done that? You know? Yeah. But back then, like well, I, course, I, loved, I loved when somebody fell behind a number of weeks and then I knew... My friend was going to, and his mom, we were going to the Route 1 flea market, and we were going to buy wrestling magazines, so I'd be like, I got to go collect. He and I both would go on our bikes, collect from the people at Oda, so we had money to buy wrestling magazines. They're paying you directly? Directly. For the papers? Yes. And you had to pay a I portion pay, of it to the... Yeah. Okay. Back to the news tribute. What'd you get, like 10% of it? I don't know. I, I remember, I always had spending cash, though. I cash. always could buy candy, wrestling magazines, Look baseball cards. I was killing it. Nice job. I was absolutely killing Christmas it. Christmas time was awesome. Oh, yeah. Then you get tips. Tips. Sure. End of year. End of, yep. Nice you, tips. You tip the mailman end of year? No. <laughs> Federal employees. <laughs> we do. Plus, I always get my mail goes to other people. I get other people's mail. No, do better. Plus, yeah, it's a little different for you. You're in a you know condo yeah, building. Yeah, condo, you yeah. Don't I don't really see the mail, mail mailbox person. out front. No, yeah, I don't. Right. But no, you're not supposed to tip 
not supposed to tip? They're not supposed to take it. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. No, I don't tip. It's They're enough. not supposed to take no, it? No. No. That's interesting because you get some of these, I won't say aggressive. Maybe I will say aggressive. Aggressive mail carriers? Well, they'll, they'll give you, they'll, I won't say, it's it's like a, they grease the skids where around the holidays, one day they drop off the mail, they put a little a little card in your mailbox, you know, oh. happy holidays yeah. from your milk. They're not doing that out of the goodness <laughs> right. of their heart. They're and looking they never for take something. off around the holidays. Right. Right. Well, that's, yeah. The only person I give a holiday tip to is the, the woman who walks the whimsy. Okay. And she does that how many times a day while you're gone? Just once? Once a day. All right. But I pretend the card uh, comes from the dog. I do one of those that's things. Cute. Like whimsy got Very her nice. a Christmas card. Yeah, of course. Card. And then filled it out. And they also filled applause. it out. Yep. Yeah. That's why it's wonderful. Yeah, that's what I do. Nice job. Uh, but whimsy unfortunately tipped her in milk bones, so she can't use those. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. We've covered uh, women's she basketball, uh, paper deliveries, and now Who holiday you tip gifts. at the holidays oh, yeah, while right. it's only March. Very timely here with all the things happening in the sports world. Very timely. First of all, uh, Pete Alonzo. It's crazy, man. Uh, got into a very bad car accident. Well, his car is very damaged, but uh, he uh, escaped. Fine. Scratch on the arm. Remarkable. This was great. So uh, they they posted the videos of the uh, his wife took his videos wife took, of the the wreck after the fact and put it on Instagram. Right, yeah. and and uh, it had uh, photographs. It had video, and uh, Kevin from Barstool was great. Somebody reached out to Kevin. You know, people are looking for a conspiracy in everything. Sure, they're like, oh, interesting. Uh, Pete Alonso says his car rolled a few times. There are no scratches on the roof. That's what people were went to right away. But the windshield was destroyed. the The cab part of his pickup had been torn back. But we're right. worried they, about the roof. They the feel like he may roof. have embellished the rolling of the car. Okay. That maybe it just clearly fell on he was its in side. a large wreck. He was so, in a large wreck. He's an emotional guy, as we know. If you watch the footage of him telling the story yesterday, he was crying. No, he wasn't crying. But you could just you could see he was like overwhelmed by having gone through the experience, like in his face. And just his delivery, and like he was almost like out of breath. He was sweating at one point. Like it, twenty four hours essentially removed from this experience, you could tell that he still had not kind of come back down. You know what I yeah. mean? So and he, I'm not. That's not. I'm not. That's. I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. Like yeah, yeah. I feel for him. I'm sure. I, I'm. I'm. I'm amazed. He strolled into the yes. park yesterday and took some grounders and hit a little BP. I would have been like, you know what? I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to yeah. take the day, collect my thoughts, and just gather myself. So I, I give him credit for showing up to work. I agree. You yeah. would think he'd be sore from that, like they say. Uh, it's, it's amazing. He said he feels fine, healthy. You know, maybe it's one of those things a few days later, there's like a delayed reaction. But, I mean, it doesn't seem like there's anything. I'm sure they checked him out, right? These guys, they did, yes. These guys arrived. They have to go through physicals. They did. He kicked out the windshield yeah. to escape. Insane. Yeah. And he thanked Ford for their engineering, which Boomer's, he did. Boomer's oh, I was like, oh, Boomer's going to yeah, love this. Right up his alley. Yeah. Because he has escaped. Now, his wife was behind him driving. Right, because he's from Tampa, so they're driving cross-state. Sports St. Lucie, as you know, is on the east coast of Florida. Tampa's on the I did west not know coast, Gulf side. You did not know. Right, you're not a geography guy, of course. No. So he's driving cross-state, so they pack up, and they're leaving for, you know, essentially a month. So I'm assuming they were taking two cars, right? And I don't know who, I don't know if his wife was driving by herself or family or whatever, but she's following him. They had their dogs. So they're taking two cars for this cross-state trip, and they're like five minutes from their house when this happens. And the wife behind witnesses, watches this happen, sees the car roll. And as she wrote in her Instagram post, she's like, I thought I had watched my husband die, yeah. essentially. You know, and she gets out and she runs, and then she couldn't see 
in to see him because the windshield was shattered, but eventually she heard him saying, I'm going to try and kick it out. So at that point, she knows, hey, at least he's conscious. And then, you know, we'll see what happens after that. But walks away with a scratch on the arm. Amazing. I'd be nervous to drive after that. Yeah. For both of them. Well, thankfully, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine he has to do much driving now except locally to and from wherever they're staying in the Port St. Lucie area to the ballpark. Every time I drive through an intersection, I feel, I, I sense getting T-boned. Well, you we got to have your head on a swivel. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying he did anything wrong. Right, right, But right. I do that when I, when I come to work at the, in the wee hours. Oh, yeah. You don't know what's coming I'm, across the right, intersection. So I'm down in Jersey near Route 9. I always check, even when it goes green. I'm looking both yep. ways to make sure no one's... Right, because one way doesn't mean anything. No. Like if you're if you're looking just... To the, if yeah, you're no, crossing you over a one-way street, yeah, no, you yeah, got to check yeah. both ways. Because bikers uh, don't, cons- don't... The bikers want the rules of the road when it interests them, but when it doesn't interest <laughs> right. them and they want yeah, to go the care. wrong way down a one-way, then <laughs> they say they're on a bike and not a car. That's right. So shout out to Pete Alonzo and Ford rolling that car. I mean, the axles were all smashed. Now up. the good thing this was a rather large pickup truck he yeah. was driving. You imagine that probably helped his case. Absolutely, it was a rugged, rugged, manly vehicle. It was a, it was a big man in the vehicle. Yeah. And, a, and then another uh, thing that was revealed, baseball wise, was that uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. He has a fractured wrist. Yes. Did you ever? I I have. There's so much to get to. I saw the story, but did not read the specifics. Do we know how the injury occurred? No, we don't. They no. just announced he's got a fractured wrist. Correct. And he needs that surgery it happened during this half the year. Yeah, that it happened during the off season. They didn't say what, huh. and they said once he got in the spring that's training. That's where the conspiracy theorists yeah. come in. Now, once they he got in the spring, what, what's going on with that? Spring training started swinging the bat. That all uh, he felt the pain. Huh. That, that it was revealed that he was in a motorcycle accident during the offseason mm-hmm. when one of the reporters asked him if it could have happened during his motorcycle accident, he responded, which one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what's going on down there. He's going to miss months. Yes, half the season, I think. Half They're the projecting. season. He'll be back in the summer. I mean, really that talented sucks. player, but I feel like every year he's got, he's out for, he's had shoulder issues. He's had multiple surgeries, I think, on his shoulder. So a young guy that got one of these big contracts, and he's great when he's healthy, but he misses time. It's always weird to me when, a, when a, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, when the when the season's about to get underway, they go, oh, I got this injury in the offseason. Yeah. Well, get it taken care of then. I guess. The There's Yankees are on. dealing with that a lesser extent. I just read Domingo Herman had shoulder issues pop up in January, so he's going to start the year on the I.L. So. Stupid. As soon as the yeah. season ends, I would go to a doctor. I'd go to that Princeton Longevity Center sure. we advertise. Yeah. I'd get a full-on body scan. Yeah, I, I, I tell me what's wrong. I'm guessing their employers probably do that. Oh. End of season. All right. Physicals and battery of tests and all that. All right, let's take a uh, quick break, CeeLo, as we're very full. We've got very full news, and you wasted the first part with Paperboy nonsense. And, and, and uh, the UConn Lady Huskies. Uh, That's know, not really and, a waste. Uh, but No, definitely. No. It's women's sports. That's yeah. never a waste, CeeLo. And if you say it is... No, it's not a waste, but it's a little sexist. down the pecking order. Okay. It's a, it's a rather deep depth chart we've got right now as far as got stories you. go. We've got a lot going on. Yeah. All right. I'm looking at here. I've got some more baseball news. I've got some NFL news. I've got uh, uh, the wrestling news. See, like, yeah, a lot going on. You're, I, I'm just warning you. Yeah. When you put that, you're going to have to carry that. Okay. I, I admit I'm ignorant. I have no idea. I know the the guy died. I have no idea who he was. Okay. I did not know the well, name, so I cannot help you at all. That's there. unfortunate. All I, right? I thought you were into sports. Eh. Uh, Boomer and Geo at the top. Passion, drive, and patience. 
What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al. I'm working with Silo today. Hi, Silo. Oh, what's up, Al? Jerry's in Dayton, Ohio for Rutgers Notre Dame tomorrow night. Could miss the rest of the week. It's possible. Well, so are we rooting for Rutgers or are we rooting against them to get Jerry back? Well, you only get him back for Friday, so I'd oh. say we're rooting for Rutgers. All right, let's root for Rutgers. Yeah, why not? Plus, it's good for the local area. Oh, yeah. We love college basketball here in good the Northeast. Good representation for the local. A lot of teams involved like here. Like who? I mean, Jerry ran down the list yesterday. Oh. Rutgers, yes, Seton Hall, Yale, St. Peter's. They're, sure they're all in the else. tournament, the yeah. big tournament. Yeah, UConn, of course, UConn. Yep, UConn. All right, Iona so, would have been in had they not blown it in the MAC tournament. Shout out to the locals. Yeah, I feel like every year Gonzaga is favored. Is that true again this year? What do you mean by favored? Ah, like I, to like people the always thing? pick them uh, in the final well, four. I mean, they were once many moons ago now sort of the Cinderella team that came on, but they've developed themselves into a powerhouse where yeah, yeah most years they are one of the upper seeds, you know, one seed through maybe like a four. Yeah. Achoo. Oh, bless you. Eddie, did I miss any locals while Al collects himself? I don't think so, right? Gonzaga, uh, Princeton's NIT, right? Providence, eh? Yeah, come on. Rhode Island's not local. What's the point of these teams? Even they're not. It's going to be the Final Four. Is always like Kentucky, mm. other teams like Kentucky, North Carolina. I mean, generally, Duke. yes, but not Duke always. Is Duke. They're on TV more than Leave It to Beaver reruns. <laughs> uh, Aaron Boone, Garrett Cole, and Josh Donaldson had a little meeting. Yes, in Aaron Boone's office to squash. Any potential beef situation. Yes, and he used a phrase I'm forgetting now as he answered the question. I'll I'll play it for you guys. But he made it sound like things got a little heated. Is that all, right? So, so it's a, is Jason Zillow or Jared? Jason, right? Jason he's Zillow. He's after Boone finished and He goes, can we just start, want to walk back what you said and make sure you clarify? Because he knew where that would have oh, been really? headed. And Boone was like, oh, yeah, just, you know. No, it was, no, everything was fine. But the, the phrase used, I forget if he said we went at it. I think he said we just went at it. <laughs> and what he meant was we just, we started, we got to the root of the issue. And we're just talking about it. You okay. Know? But it came across as if like they closed the door and, you know, screaming and shouting and things breaking ensued. And they just had a brawl in the room and just to settle the score. I heard they settled it with a slap fight. Yeah, maybe. Just uh, Boone Possible. was the uh, referee. <laughs> they just one open hand slapped and the other got the open hand slap. And yeah. one of them quit. No word on who. Who quit? No but one right. of them quit. Uh, I guess. And they, so it's considered the squash the beef situation. Somebody, uh, you know, instilled their not instilled, not instilled the word I'm looking for. Installed their will. What's the what is it instilled? There? No, not imposed. Instilled. Imposed. Oh, Thank you. I knew one. it was an I word. Very good, Eddie. Imposed. Their I'll tell will. you what. I've, I'm already. We're what 
half an hour yeah. in here. I've leaned on Eddie like for four different answers. Because your brain is not functioning yet? Well, I'm just getting back at the swing of things right. here, you know. You swing know? of things, yeah. So spent the week on vacation, and uh, there's a lot. I come back. I feel like I left for Florida in one world, and I've come back in another as far as sports, local sports goes. You didn't keep up on anything no, while I, you were no, on vacation? No, I did, but there was so much that happened while I was gone, you know? After the Super Union, we had that dead period, of course. And that's why we scheduled the VK, I figured, before the tournament starts. Of course, I didn't expect the whole baseball lockout situation to be going on. I figured, let's get it out of the way before the tournament for NFL free agency. But the quarterback trades, the lockout ending, some of the local stuff that's going on, Yankees and Mets news. Yeah, there's the a Kyrie lot going on. situation again with the Nets. I feel like I'm leaving something out. Kyrie? Kyrie? That's my Mark? impression of Gio doing an impression yeah, of Sean Marks. Uh, Sean Marks. Yeah. A, lot, a lot's happened, so I did try to keep up as best I could. The Braves also uh, got this Matt Olson from the A's. I know right. the Yankees were interested in that guy. That was the rep- all the rumors and reports. Uh, you cross him off the list, and it seems the Braves made that deal because they've come to the realization that Freddie Freeman is going to be moving on, perhaps, to the Dodgers. Interesting, Freeman is a California guy, Dodger connection, and they trade for Matt Olson, who was playing out in California but is actually an Atlanta-area guy. So well, it's sort of a homecoming for him. This is a bad look for the Yankees because they wanted, yeah, they wanted Freddie Freeman or know. Matt Olson, or, or maybe Anthony Rizzo comes back. I mean, I don't Rizzo. know. I'm not, I'm not. I would say if they don't end up getting Rizzo back now, it would be a disappointment. And of course, Aaron Boone yesterday said, "Well, who's your first baseman? Yeah. Oh, Luke Voigt, like nonchalant." Meanwhile, Sunday, who's your shortstop? Gio Urshela. And then, like six hours later, he got traded. I mean, Luke Voigt's out the door. So you take that all with a grain of salt. Maybe not out the door, but I could see a Voigt Rizzo tandem at first. And Voight's always hurt, as we know. And then LeMay, who kind of bounces around because Donald's, oh, this is the problem. At this time of year, we all get into this, not all, but many of us have this habit or mistake of we want to fill, we want to pencil in these depth charts. Let's see the lineup. And we forget that these guys get hurt all the time. So you, it's like, well, they got too many guys for uh, five guys for four spots. Yeah, they're probably going to need six and seven. They're going to end up bringing up, a, you know, Andrew Velasquez type from the minors that you've never heard of at some point because nine guys are on the IL. Well, that's the way it was always funny with the uh, Mets pitching. It would always be like in spring training. We we have too much right. pitching. Yeah. Then meanwhile, by June, uh, DeGrom's the only one uh, still hanging around out right. there. Right. Well, and he's had his issues over the last, well, last year more so. Sure has. And he says he's good to go. They asked him uh, how he's feeling. DeGrom? Regular offseason. He should have. And he feels so good that he's already told you he's opting out of his contract at the end right. of the year. Which Sue. is not a big deal. No, 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 no. Not when you got Steve. He's like, he's a, look at who the owner is right now. So he's just letting them know at the end of this year, yes. I'm going to be looking around. I'm No, I'm going to be paid what I'm worth. Oh, okay. I'm going to be paid the, what I'm worth. Because the extension he signed is now considered a discount compared yeah. to, well, let's not get you started on that. No, no. But, I'm all good over here. You know, here, DeGrom Steve. looks at Max Scherzer's contract and says, let me get some of that. You know oh, I mean? yeah, that would piss me off. Well, he'll be fine. He'll get paid at the end of the year. What if he breaks his arm this season? Then what? That's what you got to think of. A, a broken arm yeah. will heal much faster than a torn UCL and Tommy John surgery. Oh. So you gave a bad example there. Right. An injury that could potentially impact his value. Good point. Yeah. Fair point. Um, but what other ba- – oh, that's the only other baseball news I have, CeeLo. Mm. What, what's wrong with Luke Voigt at first base? What's wrong? Yeah. Um, he's not a great defender, and he doesn't stay healthy. Those that two guy big looks problems like right there. We always talked about. He looks great. Yeah, yeah he looks hard. Talked about how he yeah. how he looks like he drinks like a gallon of milk. Well, he's done it both ways. He's buffed up and been jacked, and then he did the thing. Uh, it was during COVID, I think, 
when they played the shortened season where he came back all trim and svelte. Trim. That didn't work. He's got a chronic knee issue. I don't look, I don't, I'm not knocking the guy. He gives great effort. You can tell he cares. He, he wants to be an everyday player, but his body has held him back from doing so. So maybe this is the year he could give you 140 games, but you can't go into the season. Like you can't, you can't put that in pen and be like, oh yeah, he's write it down. He's good for a buck thirty or buck forty. It's just not going to happen. How come my body's been fine and I'm fifty two and I don't, don't even do play anything? And I don't even play sports. You don't do anything. That's why. How come I, my body's not breaking? You can't down? even handle you know one slow pitch softball game per month. That's true. Yeah, you and Geo. No interest. Tapped in out. Tapped right out. Meanwhile, from what I hear, they're planning a zillion games. Well, I'm out. I'm not playing. Okay. Know what's priority for me, CeeLo? Work. <laughs> Number one priority for uh-huh. me. And sleep. Where are you hearing they're planning games? Yeah, where are you hearing this rumor? Uh, the afternoon program? Yeah. So I take that with a grain of salt. And then here's the other thing I don't um, like about... By the way, their, that first game, now canceled. Canceled. Oh. Why? What other... happened with that? Well, well, the lockout was settled. No need oh, to... Oh, yes, right. Okay. Give $2 each to Got every it. stadium worker. Correct. Yes. yes. The other problem with doing uh, softball games, doing boat parties, doing... Uh, is then the shows, all they do is talk about it. And it's like... I don't care. Right. Kind of like you know us I mean? talking about paper routes. Yeah, but that yeah. last... I'm not going to bring up paper routes <laughs> I every day. I know. I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I also don't so understand the... the concept of, like... I know Craig is into the idea, and I love the fact that he's passionate about the softball and the station and get... But with the two... The differing hours of the yeah, show, how work. is that going to work other than on the doesn't weekends? Work. Doesn't which work. Which you guys are never going to do. No. And I don't think either of the gentlemen that will be joining us in about half hour would be going for that either. On the weekends, Boomer might maybe Boomer maybe softball. maybe once yeah, yeah but, if it's on fire out yeah exactly <laughs> right yeah he's not coming to you know uh, Morristown New Jersey no. on a Saturday afternoon in uh, May it's just Good not point. happening. Eddie, when did you want to break by thirty two? Did you say yeah yes. now? Okay, Would be good. When we come back, Sila. Okay, it's an NFL segment. Ooh. I got a lot of NFL stuff here. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have 10 lines of the NFL Some will be quicker than others, but Mm -hmm. I have 10 lines of information. Okay, I look forward to that. And then Boomer and Geo at the top. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Super Talk by Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warm-up show. Normally with Al and Jerry, but uh, Jerry's uh, following around Rutgers. Already on the ground in Dayton, Ohio. Is that right? Yes. Advanced travel for the Scarlet Knights. I guess that is uh, comes from the NCAA, apparently. I guess so, yeah. On yesterday's uh, show. So Jerry's going to be uh, partying in Dayton until uh, game time tomorrow night when he they play Notre told, Dame. Uh, the experience out there is great. So hopefully he's right? enjoying He said that on the show, yeah. Do you listen to the show when Which you show is this? This show. This that, one, the morning, sometimes? Well, the morning show. Sometimes. I know you listen to the warm-up show. Sometimes I have it on. See, I, you know, just back from a week away, did my homework and listened back to the first two hours of your show yesterday just is to make right? sure I'm locked in on what's going on. Oh, okay, good. You know? 
So, yeah, he said he's heard great things about the people in Dayton. They put on a great experience for these first four games. They've been doing it for a while now. Probably getting close to almost 10 years, if I had to guess. They better hope uh, Notre Dame's not very good. Who better hope? Rutgers? Rutgers. I mean, Jerry it's Notre Dame. I mean, they're, they're, usually, they're usually a tournament team. Because I know They Jer- said yesterday Rutgers is favored by half point, I think. I know. So it should be a tightly contested ball game. I know Jerry would love to come back to work, but he also wants to go to San Diego. Oh, who wouldn't? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, God. Spend the weekend out there. Here's a couple quick uh, NFL notes, CeeLo. Let me do the local teams first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braxton Berrios is going to return to the Jets. That's a good one. Yeah, I you know I read he had a lot of interest. All the teams were interested. Yes. They didn't know if he could keep him, and I feel like the contract was pretty reasonable. Not that he was going to get top of the market wide receiver money, but I think they did well for themselves there. Me too. I liked him. He looked like a guy who you were seeing the early parts of his career where he was going to get better every year. And I was like, you know what? I know this guy's. I I was like, I know this guy's going to go somewhere and be good. Yeah, I mean, he's been around a little bit. But Is that right? a guy, yeah, maybe more of a late bloomer. And I'd say this also, and I'm not trying to um, discredit him or get on the move at all. The Jets were depleted from a depth chart standpoint. Injury, like they had to put somebody out there. But to his credit, he stepped up. And I think what makes him valuable is his versatility in that he can play in a lot of different spots. He was an all-pro as a special teamer. So he gives you, you know, there's multiple things he can do that makes him valuable. I don't think he's ever going to be their 1A guy, but he wasn't paid that way. So it makes sense. It's like one of those uh, NFL slot receivers. Yeah, I mean, there's, like. again, there's a lot of different things he can do. And you saw the rapport that he developed with Zach Wilson. And he stepped up once another other, other guys were down. Corey Davis, you know, eventually was out for the year. Um, they had other guys banged up. Um, God, I'm blanking on names now. Um Jamison Crowder was out, the rookie. Why am I blanking on his name? He's a really good player. Oh, my God. Not so. My head's can't not remember his uh, name. He can't be that good. Just now. Elijah Moore. There it is. But you he was out for a while. He stepped your game up. And he, and he did. did. Yeah. He some, stepped some, his game A lot up. of guys don't. So we expect big things from him this year. Yeah, I, 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 I don't do. know about big things. Huge I expect things. him to be a contributor to what should be an improved offense. All right. The, the Jets also signed former Bengals tight yes. end C.J. Uzama. This Uzama. I'm, I'm not that I'm not high on the Berrios, yeah. but he was already here. But the one thing, the main thing I thought the Jets had to address offensively was to get a tight end who can freaking catch the football yes. and you know get down the field and be a playmaker. And this guy, in what albeit was a very talented Bengals offense with a lot of different options and weapons, it's not like he was the focal point, but he was a contributor. And when he got hurt, he played in the Super Bowl, but he was he was not 100%. And I think you saw the effect of that. But not even just from an on-field standpoint, but from watching a lot of the behind-the-scenes videos from the Bengals' run to the Super Bowl, very much an emotional leader as well. So you get that car- that aspect of him coming in now, too. And I a think- guy that started with the Bengals and when they were at their lowest and was kind of there where the Jets are at right now, where they're, you know, they're terrible, terrible team, young quarterback, and they have to rise up the ranks. He's been through that already in Cincinnati. Now he brings that experience to the Jets. He's like, great. Now I got to go through this again with the Jets? No, if he, if he didn't want to do that, he wouldn't have signed here. Oh. It's not like they traded for him. He chose to sign here. Maybe they gave him big bucks. I was kind of surprised the Bengals let him walk. I don't know. I haven't looked closely at their cap situation. I thought they were in pretty good shape. But they have they have three stud wide receivers. I guess they felt like can't pay everybody. If I know your name and you're a tight end, you're probably pretty good. And Maybe I know this guy's name. But you didn't know how to say you. You paused. You well, were I like, paused CJ. Here's the problem. <laughs> when I look at his name and he's on the Bengals, 
I think of TJ Hushmanzada. Okay. And I see CJ, and I want to say Hushmanzada. All right, I'll, I'll buy that. That's not bad. So I get confused. Mm-hmm. And as I start to, because look, he's CJ. That other guy was TJ. TJ. And there's Hushmanzada, elements of it. Yeah, Uzama. Uzuma. Uzama. Uzama. Yeah. You'll 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 get to know it eventually. Yeah, eventually now, I will. Absolutely. Now speaking of difficult names to pronounce, and you guys covered this yesterday, the new Yankees. Are you gonna go with the um just the letters for the new shortstop? Are you gonna be one that goes with the the IKF or are you gonna say the whole How do you say his last name again? Uh Falafa. Yeah, everyone's been calling him um Or Falafa. Right, everyone's been calling him Falafel. As as a joke, do. as a joke. But I think IKF so is hilarious. a nice way to go. No, it's I, an easy I'll way say, to say. It. You're gonna say the full name. No, it's I'll a mouthful. Uh, Falafa. Okay. So you're Respect. not gonna you're gonna you're not gonna go with the hyphenated last no, name. No, I don't do that. All right. Got it. I don't take the shortcuts, Sila. And now with will you learn how to say CJ Uzama? Or are you yes. just gonna say no, I'm gonna, know, CJ, the tight end? Uh, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna definitely learn it. Okay. As long as he performs. Yes. Well, that's the, the yeah. There the expectations will be for him to perform. And the Jets have not had a legit, dependable tight end since Dustin Keller. And that's like a, over a decade ago now. We need tight ends. Yes, in this league you do, especially with a young quarterback. You need it. And I see the Jets signed a former Niner guard. Lakin Tomlinson. Lakin Tomlinson. You just tee up the teams in the position. And yeah, I'll, and then I'll you say take the it from there. You. Yes. Um, again, never heard of this guy. But <sighs> if you're giving a lineman $40 million, he better be good. <laughs> yes, he's good. And Robert Sala knows him from his time with the Niners. And then the Giants also signed two linemen. Mm-hmm. Not sexy, but... They can't. I have enough money to be, have sexy oh, signings. But when you sign two linemen, then they go immediately, they're the starters. It feels like it's got to be an upgrade. I mean... To all your terrible phone calls complaining to me. I would agree. But when Uh-oh. you consider, no, no, I'm not. Look, they may, it might work out great, but they've done this in free agency where they've, oh, they're going to slot right in as the starter. And those guys have come in and sucked. Yeah, don't suck. Right, because here's the problem. They become immediate starters because the guys that are here already are terrible. Oh, so That's they're why. terrible. And then these guys come in and they just suck. I don't know. Maybe they'll be great. So right now everyone wants to, oh, it's good signings, a good fit, makes sense, good value, come in. They, they address the need. We'll see. I'm hoping they we'll don't see. suck. They've had a number. That's the thing. People calling about the offensive line, they make it as if the Giants haven't attempted to it. They have. They have. Both in right. free agency and through the draft, they've just swung and missed a lot. Nate Solder. Yes. Swing and a miss. Exactly. That was, oh, Nate Solder. He comes in, he, Tom Brady's protector and Patriots, and he was awful. Turns out Tom Brady gets rid of the ball in two seconds. So well, I'm sure there's, there's a lot really of factors. Protection. So We'll see how these gentlemen, Mark Lewinsky and John Feliciano, work yeah. out. Then, if you were hoping for Mr. Mitch Trubisky to show up here and challenge Daniel Jones for a quarterback job, he's gone to the Steelers. Yeah, I think he read the tea leaves and just decided better, tea op- leaves? better opportunity to win the job in Pittsburgh. You didn't think you could the... beat up Daniel Jones? I think he, uh, again, I'm sure money was a factor. Giants don't have a lot of it to offer. Um, I think he looks at the situation and says, okay, well, Mason Rudolph was a mid-round pick with not as much starting experience. Daniel Jones, the Giants invested a lot. It's like the competition would be more weighted towards Daniel Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Daniel Jones would have to be way worse right. because of the money and the pick invested exactly. than Mason Rudolph would have yes. to be. Yes, and, and I like that. You know, Trubisky went to Buffalo and sat and learned, you know, learned, quote-unquote, behind Josh Allen and yeah. then with Brian Dable. 
And now it's like it's his chance to jump back in and now go compete for a job. So he looks at the Steelers, and you've got Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. He's Not like, that Daniel Jones is great, but I'm sure he looks at the like as much as the Dable connection probably was a draw. And the, according to the story, they were a finalist, even though I also read the Giants never really made him a serious offer because they didn't think they could afford him. Um, to me, you look at a chance to go in and get the starting job with Pittsburgh. Ben's out of the picture. Mason Rudolph, sort of a middle of the road guy to begin with. Who knows? Dwayne Haskins can't get his head screwed on straight. And you got a chance to step in there in a great franchise that does have some pieces in place. And he looks at that as a better a better situation. So nobody's going to compete with Daniel Jones for this starting job? Oh, they'll job? get somebody in Who? here. Who? What did I read? I read uh, Marcus Mariota, potentially. Okay. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor? Yeah. As possible names they could bring in. Doesn't mean it's happening, but those are some of the names out there. Marcus Mariota. Ryan Fitzpatrick's floating around out there. Oh, I don't know, how his, I don't know how his hip is right now. but uh, It's like one of the few teams left he hasn't played for. Let's right. get him to the Giants. Sure. Makes a ton of sense. Actually, that it doesn't. beard. <laughs> it does make a ton no, of sense. it doesn't. Yes, Not with the does. system that they plan to run here. I don't, I don't think sense. so. No. <laughs> then I see uh, Devontae Adams is... Fighting with the Green Bay Packers. This is not a surprise. We've been on this for but, weeks. We told, um, I told Keegan Michael Key this a couple weeks ago. When we were training. I was like, I don't know. He goes, well, they could just place the franchise tag. I'm like, I'm not so sure he's going to play on the tag. But I thought Aaron Rodgers coming back was going to solve all yeah, these problems. We thought that, so but they got to get this this contract worked out. And I don't. By the way, I don't blame Devonte Adams at he all. He doesn't want to play for the. Fr- Why do they have no, the franchise wants- tag if no one wants to play on it? You players agreed to it. Uh, that's right. Sort of, sort of. A lot of a lot of guys do play on the tag. He's saying no, and I think he's playing the leverage card out. So top of the food chain, guys, to their offense along with Rogers. So the franchise tag is is not for top of the food chain kind of guys. No, it is. That's I mean that's why teams use it to keep those guys from going to the market. But then it becomes like that happened with Le'Veon Bell at the height of his popularity and productivity in Pittsburgh, and he, as you recall sat out the entire year, and eventually ended up with the Jets. So it's a situation of who's going to blink first. That's yeah. how that works. Yeah, I've, But I he's, think... a, he's legitimately one of the best receivers in the NFL, and he wants to get his long-term security just in case some sort of major injury happens. Well, first and of I all, get it. he's going to make $20 million this year That's, under the franchise. I get it fully guaranteed, but it's one year. Right, you know, you're playing you're with Aaron Rodgers, who's yeah. going to get you yeah. that football. You want to come to the Jets? Have no one throw you the football? Devonte Adams, I mean, Zach William or Zach Wilson does have a good arm. It's the other parts that are, we'll see about. Aaron Rodgers just runs around, and then Devonte Adams runs around, and they're, they whoosh. they're a great match. They're a great pair. Great, but I'm team. sure he wants you know more than the franchise tag offers. So right maybe now, as far as guarantees. Let's go to the break. Go to the break. <laughs> Maybe that's why Aaron Rodgers didn't sign his deal yet because he's given some of it to Devontae Adams. I, I'm i sure that they're working in tandem behind the scenes. All that, right. I guess. Uh, quick break. Uh, Amy uh, Lawrence has a sports minute about Yeah, sports. Baker Mayfield, pipe down. You shut your mouth. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Another moment or two before uh, Boomer and Geo take over at the top. So, uh, wrestler uh, Scott Hall passed away. He was also known as Razor Ramon. He was part of the NWO with Hulkamania running wild. Uh, he was uh, past my time that I was watching wrestling, but I was aware of him mm-hmm. and his uh, attitude that he had. He always had the toothpick. 
He was really, always ready to beat you up, CeeLo. I feel bad. I feel like it's something I, someone I should know of, but well, I, I don't. I think he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, the people that were into wrestling then loved this guy. Well, sure. Yeah. And he had two different characters, the Razor Ramon character and the Scott Hall character. Were they like alter egos? I, uh, well, I think they were in different... Uh, different eras of... More like different um, federations. Okay. Wrestling federations. You know, sometimes the, well, somebody owns your name and then you got to change names. Huh. But uh, yeah, he like had like... foreign language to me. He had a uh, hip surgery... And had three heart attacks during complications. Yeah, yeah. that's these wrestlers, man. They, these guys let it leave all lead a rough life. Well, sure, it's a physically taxing job. Yeah, and they're on the what road. Some people believe they're on the road. They have to take pain medication. It's just a disaster. Doesn't sound like fun. So shout out to Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, CeeLo. Sad news. It's very sad news. Um, that's kind of all. <laughs> yeah, you, you thought you had this back time. Down. I thought I was going to nail like a record. How you hear that? I told you, I warned you. I wasn't going to give the, you much on Scott Hall. The guitar. Heard of the guy? Uh, take it away, CeeLo. Uh, Scott Hall. Your thoughts? Uh, wrestling magazines. Uh, I feel bad. Boys. That's what I can give you. It's a sad story. It is a sad that's story. That's about all I've got on that. WFAN and WFAN FM and HD One New York, an Odyssey station. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.